You are listening to the God Focused Life Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Thompson, and my prayer is that every single listener will be inspired and challenged to be all that God has created you to be. Welcome to episode five. We are talking about comparison the good, the bad, and the ugly. Hey guys, bear with me today. I am overcoming and still battling a cold. So if my voice sounds a little raspy, a little nasally, then um, just pardon that. May God give me the grace to get through this podcast. I'm excited to talk about this. I love when I have battled something and God gives me tools to overcome and to help me. I love giving those tools to other people. So let's dive into comparison. Let me start with a story that just happened yesterday. (laughs) So I had to put these tools to action just yesterday. So even though we are overcomers, we are constantly in the battle of um, comparison. So yesterday I was doing a Google search, something for my ministry, as you guys probably know, I've kicked off, obviously, podcasting along with um, revamping my website, new design, new ministry name, a God-focused life, just, you know, kind of fun diving into the next thing that God has. And yesterday, as I was Googling something specific, I happened to run across a website. And when I clicked on it, oh my goodness, it just kind of made my heart skip a beat because I'm looking at all of the bells and whistles they had. They not only had podcasting, they had blogs, they had Bible studies, they had courses, Every they had a team of people. The people that were a part of it were, you know, um, they had gone to seminary, they were qualified, they did all of these retreats and things. And I'm just looking at this and I'm, and I started like panicking and I'm thinking, Oh my goodness, I'm not there. I have all of these dreams and aspirations and goals of where I want to be within the next week, the next month, six months, a year, but I'm not there yet. I've got to take it step by step. So when I saw that, I literally had to, I looked for a little bit and I was inspired and I saved it. Like I want to go back to that ministry because it was chock full of very helpful inspiration and motivation and to help me. But uh, I just had to turn it off and just really look inside my heart. So let me just say this. When we are comparing ourselves with other people and what somebody else is doing, there is a good way to compare ourselves and there is a bad way to compare ourselves. So I want to um, go into some scriptures and there are so many scriptures that talk about comparing ourselves, but I'm just going to pull out just a few. Second Corinthians 10 uh, verse 12 says, But when they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, they are without understanding. So we don't see the full picture. We don't have full understanding and wisdom when we start comparing ourselves. Galatians 1.10 says, For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. 
So it's so easy for us to get into that comparison and we start letting that thing that we're looking at and watching and we want to become like that and hurry up and build that rather than sitting and getting the instruction from the Lord. Another verse, Philippians 2 verse 3 says, Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. And then Romans 12, 2, which I refer to so often, is this, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And we have to be very careful, especially as entrepreneurs, as leaders, as business owners in the working world, even in the home, being a spouse or a mom, being a stay-at-home mom, whatever that looks like, we could mirror what the world says we're supposed to be, or we can get alone with Christ and be what the Lord wants us to be. So let's dig into this. I've kind of separated things into the bad and the good. So we're going to dive into the bad first because I definitely want to end on a good note. So if we are in that negative phase, that trail of comparison, number one, we can miss our calling. The Bible says that God knows the plan he has for us and it is good. He knows that he formed us in our mother's womb, he knew that we were going to be here in 2019 and beyond. He know he knows that for such a time as this, he has a purpose for us to be on earth. He could have designed it to where we would have been on earth in, you know, before Christ or in the 1200s or 1700s, but he didn't. For 2019, we are on planet earth to make a difference and we want to we definitely want to, you know, hit the mark with our calling. What is it that God is calling us to be or to do? Maybe, and sometimes we can get that confused. Maybe God's not asking us to do all of these things. Maybe he's asking us to simply be just like Mary and Martha. Martha was doing, 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 but this was a time when Jesus was giving instruction and teaching. And he said that Mary had chosen well in that one scenario. So we have to sit before the Lord and really get the instruction from him to understand who we are and what we are created to do and what we're created to be. Number two, when we are comparing ourselves with others, it can steal our joy. I mean, when I was looking on that website, I was looking at all of these bells and whistles and my joy, it was just like a balloon being deflated. I I was excited to see something, you know, with goals and how beautiful that website was and everything that they had. But my joy for my journey I wasn't even thinking about that. I was so focused on what somebody else was doing. And you know what? That's not where I am right now. Maybe one day that's where I'm going to be. Or maybe the Lord is going to take a turn in three months and change my season, change my direction. I don't know. But for this season right now, God has me where he has me. And the same with you. 
Where does God have you right now? Don't let looking at somebody else and what they're doing, what they're driving, where they're living, where they're vacationing. Don't let that steal your joy. Look at where you are and to see how God wants to just invade your life and in your territory, where right where you are. So, um, so that was definitely something I just had to, I had to I just, you know, close the browser and go somewhere else and, and, and look for something else rather than just continuing to look at something that was stealing my joy. Number three, it can cause a panic. And also beside panic, I wrote self-loathing and being down on myself so I can panic and be like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I'm not measuring up. This this person has theirs so far advanced than what I have. And, and of course, I'm talking about a website because that's the freshest thing from yesterday. But again, it can be any area. What is that area that you are comparing yourself with someone else? Is it your body type? Is it because you get on the scale and there's too much weight and you are self-loathing because you're watching somebody else that's thinner? Is it the job that you're working at and you see somebody else that looks like they are just living it up in their job? Is it because you want to be like somebody else or have what they have? We can start looking, we look at them, but then it automatically makes us look at ourselves and we can start getting down on ourselves. And we want to keep a positive attitude because the Lord did not make junk. He says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. He says that he, um, like we are vessels that he will use. He's the potter, we're the clay. He forms us and molds us to be vessels in his hands. So we want to make sure that we are not downcast on our own selves. And we want to speak life and speak affirmations to ourselves, and not let comparison steal that from us, steal the positives of what, of who God says that we are. Number four, we can become envious of another person and envy is sin. Whenever we look at somebody and we start coveting what they have, we envy their position or their level of influence or leadership or their finances or their toys, you know, the cars, the their outfits, the diamonds, the jewels, whatever. Like we can look at that and we can become envious and we want to have what they have. And the Lord wants us to be thankful. He wants us to have a thankful heart for what he has given us. And that is something that we are born with. Like you give your child a toy and as soon as that child sees somebody else's, they throw what they have down and they go for somebody else's. And it's like mine, mine. And they start arguing over it because if there, it's something ingrained in us that we want what somebody else has. And we need to learn how to appreciate the things that God has already given us, the things that we already have, the people that are already in our lives. I need to be thankful in my situation for launching a podcast. And I have, this is my number five. I'm not at a hundred. I have five, five episodes and I need to be thankful. And I am. I need to be thankful for Cassidy who jumped in and revamped my, she totally redid, just totally redid my website. And it's beautiful. And I love, and we are going to add to it as the Lord gives me more things to add. So I need to be excited about the journey But I need to be excited right where I am for this day, what it is that I'm doing, and be excited about that. Um, Number five, 
it creates a rival. So instead of us focusing on what the Lord has for us and who He wants us to be and what He wants us to do, we look at that other person or that other business, that other business model, and that person becomes a rival. It could be a neighbor, a friend, or again, another entrepreneur. Maybe you are a network marketer and you are in a, it starts as a friendly competition and then it becomes, it turns into something a little bit more ugly and it becomes a rival and we create more of an enemy. And so that that's when it gets into unhealthy competition. Competition is good as long as we can still love each other and honor each other. But when it becomes in rivalry and just that ugliness, we want to steer away from that. And number six, we need to realize no one is perfect. Okay, so we um we can't see the other, you know, the we 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 look at that other thing. For me again, it was that website. That's the example I'm using. When I'm seeing that, I don't know the struggles that went into making that website. I don't know all of the headaches they went through in creating all of the the Bible studies and the conferences and the courses that they have and everybody going through to get their degrees and seminary and all of those things. I don't know the headaches and the things that they struggled with getting there. I need to realize it's still not perfect. If we look hard enough, all of us have flaws. All of us have shortcomings. So we can't nitpick somebody else and nitpick ourselves in that whole comparison thing. We need to be encouragers. So this is where I'm going to get into um, the... Uh, the good parts of comparison, how it can actually augment us and enhance us and actually propel us to the next level when we compare ourselves in a good way and we actually start encouraging others. So let me tell you this story. When I was younger and still to this day, I do sing. I've sung ever since I was like five years old, maybe younger, singing Jesus Loves Me in my church. Our family used to travel and sing gospel music. So I've already, I've always enjoyed whether it's singing the lead on a song or whether it's being a backup and singing harmony. I've just always enjoyed singing and I mean, needless to say, we see shows all the time of this, these contests to see who's the best singer. And especially when you're younger, it's easy to start comparing and you feel bad about yourself if you don't sing as well as somebody else. Put your own scenario in that. So whatever it is that you do well and somebody else comes along and they may do it a little bit better, maybe some jealousy starts, you know, coming in. So there was this one time I was on stage. I was leading, uh, helping to lead worship and I was a backup girl. And every now and then I would sing, you know, take the lead on a song. But this one gal showed up and wow, her voice was the voice of an angel. And when she started singing, wow, just, just beautiful. Just, it made everybody's jaws drop at how glorious the sound was coming from her mouth. That moment, I realized I could do one of two things. I could be jealous and just stay quiet and go in my little like turtle going into its shell and just not saying anything and then just stewing in that while she sings better than I am and just kind of self-loathing in that or what I felt whether it was the Lord leading me or just an inside, you know, voice inside me just saying, give her praise, give her encouragement. Let her know, like Rebecca, open your mouth and tell her how beautifully she sings. So I did that. And not only that, when times came for the solos, I would actually 
volunteer her. Like we need to ask her to do the solo here because she is amazing and she's going to sound great on this song rather than kind of competing for who's going to sing. I just knew I, I had to realize and bring truth into where I am in this. And, and all of us, all of us need to realize that if there's a ladder, there's going to be people below us that we might be a little bit more skilled than they are. And there's going to be people above us and they are more skilled than us. So my number one thing that I wrote under the good thing of comparison is that we need to praise and encourage those other people who are better than us, who are more successful, whether it's their business, whether it's their their home life, they are a great mom, they are a homeschooling, they are a businesswoman, entrepreneur, whatever it is, we need to praise and lift up those other people because we rise by lifting others up. We need to actually, it's it's an upside down world. I've heard other people, I've heard Beth Moore, if you ever listen to any of her teachings, I've heard her say that before, that we, um, that the, the way of the kingdom is upside down. It's an upside down kingdom. Uh, the way up is down. When we walk in humility and walk in lowliness, that is when the Lord will uh, elevate us. Um, number two, a healthy comparison will actually help us to self-improve. So what ended up happening in that scenario with the singer was she eventually started giving some vocal classes and I was a part of that. This was years ago and I sat in that class and I learned so much from her. So if I would have let her become a rival and if I let that jealousy and the envy creep in, I would have never been a student inside her class to learn from her. So it was a self-improvement. Number three, comparison, healthy comparison helps us to dream big and to structure goals. So we can look at that other person, that other, whatever it is. Yeah, you know, again, I keep using the things I'm using. I want you to think about what it is you are doing and what, how are you wanting to improve and get better? What area are you focused on? And your healthy comparison with someone else that's more skilled will actually help you to dream big. You can take some time. So like, for instance, I will go back to that one website and look and learn and I will jot notes and get ideas and be inspired by that website and by the things that they are doing. Um, you may be looking at another entrepreneur or another leader and saying, how are they doing their public speaking? How are they doing their team calls or their meetings? Or you know, how did they start their business or whatever that looks like? We need to, to allow that to help us dream big for what God wants to do in us. And we can structure those goals. Number four, I have to realize that I cannot look at everything that the internet has to throw at me. I have to be very careful and especially, especially, especially on social media. I do not sit and scroll and scroll and scroll on Facebook or Instagram or any other form of social media. And the reason is because number one, it's a time waster. And number two, I can't compare myself, myself with the things that pop up. But what I am is very intentional. There are, you, there's a selection you can choose on Facebook. You can go to somebody that, that really inspires you. You can either go to their fan page or you can go to their personal page. Go to the notifications and you can choose to see them first. 
So the people that you want to learn from, the people that inspire you, click that and, and let that be the first thing that you see on your newsfeed so that you are getting some positive things coming in every single day, things that are going to make you, you know, better. Uh, the other, I, I just can't. I might look for, literally what I say I do is like with my thumb, I go scroll, 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 maybe like three to five times. After that, I'm done. And I may comment or look for certain friends. And if certain friends pop up on those three to five, you know, swipes, then that's great. But if not, I can't waste that time. Um, just wasting time comparing what is everybody else doing in life. Um, you know, and every now and then I will say if I, as long as my brain is in that, that mode of I want to be social and, and see what my friends are doing and it's more of a social connecting time, I will sit and think that, but it's always on purpose. It's never just frivolous time. It, you know, just like hanging out. I have nothing else to do because I'm bored and I'm just going to let my brain absorb whatever my brain absorbs. No, I always try to find purpose in my scrolling or, or, you know, being inspired by what I see on social media. Number, this is my number seven, um, thing that I wrote. No, I'm sorry. The number five thing. Sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. The number five thing that I wrote which is honestly should be number one. This is our first priority and it's kind of a given. Our number one priority is to have that deep relationship with the Lord so that he can give us direction and vision for what he wants for our lives. He created us for a purpose. If I go to arts and crafts store, you know, to the arts and crafts store and I buy, you know, molding clay and I come home and I make something and if it looks like a spoon, then I'm expecting somebody to use it as a spoon. If I'm making something as a cup, then I'm expecting them to use it as a cup to drink out of. So, and that's the way that the Lord has created us. He's created us with giftings and talents, and he wants to work through us with these talents. Yes, there are other people that can sing. There are other people that can build a website, but nobody can do it just like Rebecca can. Nobody can do it just like you can. What is that talent that you have? What are those giftings? You are going to do it in a very unique way that the Lord wants to use to touch people that even, even that somebody else may not be able to do it the same way you can. So just know we've got to make spending time with the Lord. Number one, making sure that we have that relationship with him so that we know his voice. We understand his instruction. We understand how he speaks to us and we get that down as a foundation. And then we start sitting with him with creativity in mind. I do that with a notepad and a pen and say, Lord, let's just, let's just dream together. What does this look like? And I, and it's, it's, I'm free to do that. Sometimes I write things down that I will never, ever, ever do. And other times I'm writing things down that really are legit. Sometimes I write things down that seem impossible, but give it two years, three years, and the Lord brings it to fruition. So make sure that you're sitting with God and allowing him to bring that dream to fruition. Number six, once I have direction, I have to stay focused. So when I've sat with the Lord and I get some, you know, the direction, what I feel like he wants me to do, or maybe it's a dream that's just tucked deep down inside my soul and I just want to start 
whatever it is, a floral store, you know, photography, you know, maybe I want to open up a boutique with outfits and whatever this looks like. I can sit with that dream. And what I have to do is when I sit down at my computer or I sit down making the blueprints or with my notepad, I have to stay focused, which means I have to turn off my cell phone or set it to the side so that I'm not, which it's dinging right now. That's the irony. Um, I have to set it aside so that it is not a distraction while I am doing the thing that I need to be doing uh, to, to reach success. Number seven, establish a time to be inspired and a time to work. So I have to carve out time to sit and stay focused. So I may have my hour quiet time in the morning, you know, with the Lord. And then I may carve out, say, from nine till 11, say that two hour block that I am going to work totally on my blog or my podcast or designing or whatever that looks like, whatever that looks like for you. Take those two hours and really pour into your business. Pour into whatever it is that God's asking you to do. Pour into that. The biggest thing, guys, we don't want to miss our callings. God has a calling for all of us. And if we take this comparison thing, we can take it to a a good place or a bad place. But if it is in that bad place, uh, it's just going to bring us down. Um, Jesus said, even in John 16, verse 24, it says, Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask me, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. It's so important that we go to the Lord to find out what he, I keep repeating myself, but we have to find out what he wants so that nothing else will steal our joy. Looking at somebody else is not going to steal our joy. We can look at our journey and start making those healthy decisions for us right now. So I want you to get a pen and paper out and I want you to start writing these things down. Who are you? Number one, like just write that down. Who am I? Who am I? What do I do right now? Are you a stay-at-home mom? Are you a working woman? Are you married? Are you single? Do you have children? Are you an assistant? Who are you right now? And then the second thing is, who do you want to be? Who do you see? And couple that with, who does the Lord see you and want you to be? Who does he see you as? And who does he want you to be? Because when the Lord speaks to you, he usually speaks to you prophetically. Because usually we see ourselves a lot less than. And God, when he speaks to us, he pulls out that beauty. He he pulls out the possibilities and the dream that he has for us. So who do you want to be? And then number three, what are those steps that you can take to be that person? Do you want to get healthier? Do you want to start losing some weight? Do you want to start your own business? Do you want to start a podcast? Do you want to start you know, having team calls and collaborating with other people that are like-minded and business-oriented and leadership and goal-driven? You You need to sit and figure out what are those steps? What are those one, two, three? 
What are the first little steps I can take, those baby steps that I can take towards being the person that God's asking me to be? So take time right now. Take time. Don't, don't let this time pass by. Maybe you're driving to work, maybe, but you know, when you pull into wherever you're going or when you have a spare moment, and even if it's in the notes on your phone or you have a scrap piece of paper, I've even written things on a napkin before and just write one, two, three. Who am I now? What are those areas that I am not pleased with? Who do I want to be? And write those things down and then write down what are the steps I'm going to take to get there. And then that's going to help you focus on your journey, on yourself. And then once you figure out your journey, then you can go to somebody else to glean and learn. Go Then start Googling whatever your niche is and figure out who do I need to start following? Who do I need to model? Who do I need to reach out to and get some wisdom from? So guys, I am going to leave you with that, with that task, the one, two, three. And, um, and then just, I, I hope that you are able to reach out. If you want to come and talk to me and send me a message, you can go to my website. You can reach it two ways. It's either RebeccaThompson.org or a GodFocusedLife.org. Both addresses go to the same spot. So go to the contact me page, send me a message, and I would be happy to talk to you. I would be happy to um, converse with you. You can also find me on social media. I'm on Facebook at Rebecca Coffee Thompson. I am also on Instagram at Rebecca Thompson, a God-focused life. So I would love to hear from you. Like, this message, share this message, let your friends know. Um, if this is inspiring you and encouraging you, don't keep it a secret. Let it out. Let other people hear and um, so that their life can be better as well. So, all right, guys, I am going to wrap this up. I hope you have a wonderful day and we will see you next time. All right, bye for now.